Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Weekly Awakening Podcast. It is your host, Cosmic Colleen, and let the beginning of Mars retrograde begin. I don't know about you, though. It's Sunday morning here in the Philadelphia area, and it is a beautiful day, and I certainly have had a good morning with Mars retrograde. I kind of woke up feeling active, silly, and slow, which I feel like is a good description of Mars retrograde in Gemini. I want to remind everyone to follow me on social media, Cosmic Colleen, across the board, 1C. I definitely recommend TikTok. On TikTok, I am constantly posting daily videos of how this transit or many other transits are showing up in our lives daily. So much more detail um, as I am actually out there living these transits on my TikTok. I kind of predict how this is going to show up. Sometimes I tell stories about how, like last week's or the week before, how those transits showed up in my life. But you definitely get like updated daily stuff over on my TikTok. And I want to remind everyone the best way to support this podcast is to send this to a friend. Rate, review, subscribe, follow. Right now, that is the best way you can um, support me. You know, put that good podcast karma juju out there for me. I really love this and I love every week being able to do this. You know, I'm fully self-supporting. I fund myself and, you know, I could put in the work to get all of that out, but, um, you know, get funding and one day that will happen. I don't know when it, when's the right time, you know, but right now I have so much passion for this and I love just writing it down, thinking about how it's going to play out and giving it to you guys. I don't know. It just makes me very, very happy. It's kind of like a meditation for me to do this. Okay, so this episode is mostly going to be about Mars retrograde in Gemini, which started this morning um, here on the East Coast of United States. It started this morning, but we're also going to talk a little bit about um, the, the um, eclipses, you know, because we're beginning the eclipse season again. And then we are also going to talk about, wait, what was this other transit that was happening? Um, mostly, again, eclipses. Well, I wrote something else down that I want to talk about this week. Oh, well, I'll get to it when I get to my notes. But... This Mars retrograde is not going to be as scary. I'm going to talk a little bit about last Mars retrograde, um, but I want to start everyone off with this is happening in the mutable signs um, of Gemini. And most of the most of the time when it's interacting with other planets, they're also, it's not too, too big. You know what I'm saying? So Mars retrograde is scary, but the things that happen during this time, and I'll elaborate, are not going to be concrete. They're not going to be very like fixed, hardened situations. If there's any situations down the road, we'll be able to come together again with it, um, with forgiveness, understanding, reevaluating, and shifting. So the things that this is going to happen, we're starting this Mars retrograde out with, I don't know, the first two weeks have a pretty close, almost, you know, you can kind of count it square with Jupiter in Pisces, which you know Jupiter moved back into Pisces on Friday. Check out last week's episode if you want to know more about that. Now, they're going to be, it's not exact, it's not, you know, within one degree, but or within the three degrees, which you can really consider the, you know, perfection or when it's really screaming loud. However, it's going to be within four to five degrees of each other until pretty much November 14th. And then November um, 19th, it squares, it squares Neptune. And then on November 29th, Mercury will be um, in Sagittarius, and then it's going to be opposite Mars retrograde. And on the 1st, Venus will be opposite Mars retrograde. So again, that's not, you know, that's for the updates. This is going until January 12th, so 
um, this Mars retrograde. But right now, again, November's and even the beginning of December, it's not going to be super, super tough. As things start to move into Sagittarius, though, it will get a little bit more action. But I want to talk about the beginning of Jupiter... Um, of Mars retrograde squaring Jupiter. So in one way, again, we got Jupiter in the mutable sign. And if you remember, I said last week, Jupiter is coming back in with much more wisdom. Um, it's reevaluating and looking back at its cycle in Pisces. Um, you know, and Jupiter gets lost in Pisces. We tend to find our deep awareness through sort of those lost emotions, you know, and we kind of get lost in the sauce a little bit. But now we're coming back out of that. So with Mars retrograde in Gemini, square Jupiter, I think some things that could happen over these next couple weeks. And remember, it's not going to be super major because they're only within, you know, four to five degrees. So of each other and Jupiter's happy in Pisces with growth. Our emotions are going to be a little bit clouded with, um, you know, I mean, our judgment is going to be a little bit clouded with our emotions. We're going to have some trouble um you know, removing the emotion, you know, think about a little child, right? I'm really trying to practice conscious parenting with my kids. So my younger son, Remy and my older son, they're different. My younger son, though, will get very grounded, you know, he has all that earth. So in his anger, it's very fast, grounded, heated and stubborn. And my older son is very like with all the air, very in the moment, quick, but like, I'm trying to rationalize with them now. And I know not ever my mom would be like, they're too young to rationalize. I don't agree with that. I think eventually it gets into their subconscious. But I sit there and I'm looking at this little kid who is trying to understand their emotions, right? Kids try to understand it, but it's very hard for them because so much is moving around them. And I'm trying to rationalize. So if you have a kid or a nephew, niece, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. You sit there and they're exploding because, you know, they didn't like the way you cut their sandwich, you know, but really there's all kind. they just maybe woke up on the wrong side of bed. There's other emotions and you're trying to sit there and say, it's OK, I understand. But, you know, the sandwich still tastes good, even though you didn't cut it, even though it's not cut. And so there can be kind of like that. I understand you're really upset, um, but you got to make sense of this. And there can be some blurred lines there. And whether you're trying to help someone else make sense or someone's trying to help you make sense or maybe you just can't make sense of your own emotions. There's going to be a little bit of that. It's going to come in fast if it happens, and it's going to come in strong. But again, because it's happening in these mutable signs, it's going to go away, or you're going to get over it or detach from it as fast as it came. There can be some hidden anger. There can be some feelings, you know, feeling defeated. Also, fast growth in something that maybe is too fast right away, and we need to check on some important things, right? You know how sometimes, bam, whether it's, you know, a friendship, a lover, a sport, a hobby, sometimes we can go so fast to it, and all of a sudden just get taken away. You know, with Mars and Gemini, it will take us away in connections and minds and all those things, where all of a sudden we need to slow down, like come to a big halt, and and check on some important things say hmm this is moving kind of fast let me take a step back and am i missing some foundation or some grounded energy that needs to be um in this fast moving transit or this fast moving thing that's happening in my life and again so they're going to be in close talk with each other until november 14th now mars retrograde is said is scary but again not every retrograde with a malefic planet, darker planet, sometimes they bring some good things, some good rewards. So with Mars retrograding, slowing down in 
Gemini and rethinking, you know, Gemini has two sides. So that's why I'm saying this transit can show up two different ways for you, like in totally two different spectrums. So for instance, you could all of a sudden in your mind see the ways that, um, you know, we probably will. Everyone during Mars retrograde will at least see a little bit of their self-destructive mindsets or how they get themselves into things, bad habits, bad mental habits that really hold them down. And so you might act impulsively to the max with something till you have to see it. Or this is the other token, right? Especially if you've been putting in a lot of work, a lot of work around your Mars world things in your chart. You might actually be able to slow down, you know, because Mars is slowing down and um, make decisive action. See yourself and say, oh, I'm ready to do that. I'm ready to make the next good steps. This is happening in my 10th house where I have Mercury, the sun, Chiron. I have um, my MC there. So it's my 10th house of career and public image. One way, you know, and it's squaring my natal moon in the first house and um, one in Virgo. And one way that this is going to show up and already has in a positive way, just to show you that is I'm now ready to all of a sudden I woke up and I'm like, I'm ready to make my cosmic Colleen email. As silly as that sounds, I'm still holding on to the hair healer, which if you guys have been with me for a long time, know that that was sort of my original quote unquote, you know, online name. And and then that had changed to cosmic Colleen over a couple of years. But it's kind of a pain in the ass. I'm in the middle. I got to change my website. I got to change everything. And all that mutable energy can sign, kind of push things off. And then I woke up this morning and I was like, why have I been pushing all this stuff up? Like, I'm ready to now, like, make the new Cosmic Colleen email. Stop emailing people about the show with the emails of the Hair Healer podcast and the Hair Healer 1111, my emails, when that hasn't even been my online identity or even the name of my show in almost two years. So 2021. So all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, yeah, now I'm ready to put in work and restructuring my website. I had the website, but I kind of let that go. And, and so in one way, that's showing up. But I also... And another way this is showing up, kind of like last night as Mars started and retrograde in Gemini, I was like tired and my brain was everywhere. So there's a little bit of that scattered. I couldn't like totally focus on creating these notes, creating the content I need for this this week. And so you might feel that way. Again, there's going to be a lot of in our mind because this is happening in Gemini, the sign of Mercury, which rules our communication, our thinking, our daily action, you know, our action plans, sort of those quick movements in life. And it might slow us down and fry us up a little bit. Mars retrograde is an activator. Mars activates our shadow selves. It activates our impulses. It activates sort of like, imagine the very, not malicious, but like the... uh, the instigative little child, you know, instigative, that's one of the words, but there's another word I'm thinking of, kind of like, ooh, I'm going to get your attention in a way that's a little bit snarky, malicious, on the darker side, you know, and you have Mars sort of activating in the Gemini sign and Gemini's mutable. So there's a dark side to Gemini, you know, there is a side to Gemini that likes to be um, a little bit, not again, malicious is not the, I'm searching for another word. I mean, some people can definitely show up as malicious, uh, some gem risings out there and some other things, but more like just tricky, you know, Mercury is the, is the sign of communication, but there's t- good and bad with it. And so 
there's this side to Gemini, to Gemini very much so, but also Mercury that loves to know and to understand and to see and to allow and to flow. But there's this other side to like, hmm, I want to trick you. Hmm, I want to outsmart you. Hmm, I want to outcommunicate you. You don't know the way I think. You don't know the way I do. You don't know how I, you know, I want to, it's like, it's so it's like needs to always play games with the mind it, it like that's one of its ways to release itself mercury's also play kind of games i mean for a good example i feel like you know mars has been on you know kanye west is a gemini sun i can't remember the rest of his chart but for instance his public image the sun represents that and we have mars there now it's retrograding but it's been there and you've seen you know i don't have to tell you but he's had some controversy and so one of the ways and i was explained to someone like the dark side to Gemini can be this, um, I know what I'm saying is is maybe wrong or whatever, but I'm going to make you believe it. I'm going to say it with the biggest, darkest, you know, trickiest. Like they loved to piss people off, Geminis. They loved, they love shock value. Now I know this. I have a lot of Gemini in me. They like shock value. They are 100% overly confident in speaking something that they know shit about. You know, they also like to trigger controversy. And that's a big way that Mars is playing out, you know, in Kanye's Gemini. Again, I think he has some other stuff in Gemini. I don't know. I just know he's a Gemini sun. And so we see Mars doing that. And now Mars is retrograding. And as if that began, he's trying to backtrack now. You know, Mars like went over his sun and, you know, he got all crazy and now it's retrograding. And he's kind of like, oh, let me backtrack. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe I'm sorry. Which sometimes Gemini is the next day. They're like, huh. Yeah, maybe that was wrong. I should have said that, but I'm not going to tell anyone. Sorry, I'm going to pretend like I don't care. <laughs> and that's like the dark side. So that's definitely some Mars and Gemini energy. Um, you know, we can react very fast to things. I'm hopefully this next week going to be able to, I want to do a little horoscope for all of um, how this might show up in all the houses. I'm starting to try to get into that a little bit with this show and add that to it. Um it's just a lot of notes that I add that I start going to when I do the horoscopes. So it's definitely something I want to do. But wherever Mars is, these are going to be where in your chart you can look to find the topics. Where is Gemini? What planets are in there? And where is Mars natally for you? That is going to be how these things play out. Like, for instance, I have a natal Mars in my seventh house in Pisces and, you know, a, a Gemini um, tenth house. So... I, this could play out by me finding some business partnerships, right? Or all of a sudden, like connecting with someone who's going to take this career even further. You know what I mean? Or maybe it'll slow down and show me how I'm self-destructive with other people or how other people hold me back in my career. Again, there's the duality here, you know, in Gemini. That's what you need to know about this, Mars, is there is the duality. And so there's also, like, your desires and passion, they need more work in the background. So all of a sudden, Mars slows you down, forces you to see some kind of negative light that you need to then change and move forward. But again, whatever happens here, the more negative things, the darker things, the sort of Mars malefic side... Um, is going to not be so concrete. It's not going to be something that lasts forever. If there's a fight, if there's a miscommunication, if there's an anger, if there's a acting out of your bad behaviors, it's not something that's going to stick or really result in really bad, hard, final results is what I'm trying to say. So the last time Mars retrograde was in 
It was the fall of 2020. I think it was. It started in um, September. I got to remember. Maybe October. It went to like December, January. So around the same time, but it was in Aries. Now, Mars was in home in Aries, but it's in the cardinal sign, you know, of Aries. So um, beginning something. It's launching something in, in fire. And it also can, it's the, it's the god of war there. So there could be some really, really big endings. Now, this happened in my eighth house and i was moving along with the podcast it was still the hair healer podcast and i think uh you know this has started before covid and i was go 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 i didn't stop and then covid happened and i was doing episodes interviewing people all over the world online three a week and i was this and i got an assistant and i was making all these moves and then this and it was actually when mars retrograde it was when like the initial like the first halt i'm trying to remember in aries i feel like it what have I think it was was it square Pluto or something with that Mars retrograde? There was like some some intense ones with that with that retrograde happening in those cardinal signs. I think that's what it was. And I had this crazy and in the ten, in eighth house can be of like endings, also karma and the dark side, not just other people's money. And I ended up having this like crazy experience with someone that was helping me with my podcast, like fast like like a total destructive thing happened so fucking fast that it felt like my whole body left my body you know mercury i'm always traveling and then i come back to my body and slammed right like literally it felt like my body slammed into like a the wall of another dimension and i shook back into my body and it really fucked me up some things happened you know some internal stuff and i never felt so alone however i knew that the loneliness would pass and i kind of like i wanted to be in it sometimes mars retrograde can be that like i wanted to be in that sort of darkness that energy you know i wanted to just feel again when you realize that feelings pass you allow yourself to feel that is what I can tell you. And because you know it's not going to be forever, so you don't resist the feeling so much. You just allow it. And I allowed it. And it was a really rough, like, I remember October of 2020, November and December were, like, really dark years. Were like, a really dark time for me. I mean, I created a lot. But I, like, stopped creating, I guess is what I should say. I took a halt. Like, all of a sudden, I couldn't work. I was so tired. I couldn't work on my podcast anymore. I, like, had this, like, death and rebirth of myself. And then... After that retrograde, um, I like all of a sudden was like reborn. I'm not joking. And then that's when I changed the name of the podcast to the Weekly Awakening Podcast, you know, more. And then um, I started doing these episodes. Before this used to be like ahead of this would be on like my interview episodes. The first 10 minutes I started doing these weekly. And I just like I changed the Cosmic Colleen. Like everything changed then from that. But but there is this feeling of isolation and and really sitting and having to sit with ourselves and let the darkness flow in. And remember, when you do that, I promise you, when you understand your emotions, you're not afraid to feel them, you see how they fluctuate. And when you study astrology, you see how they fluctuate. So that's what I have to say right now about Mars retrograde. Again, this is a big transit so i'm sure on each episode each week i am definitely going to be touching on that also i think the episode i did with um debreed and toll two weeks ago about the darkness listen to that episode if you didn't because she really touches on embracing darkness and and how much creation happens in darkness which i think is really beautiful and we should touch on it. Now, real quick, I want to take a side note because we just had that eclipse in Scorpio last week, and I hope everyone was feeling pretty good. It's a partial um, new moon eclipse, and 
some new beginnings there. But it was a good week, I feel like, leading up to Mars Retrograde. I know for me, but I want to talk about the nodes really... I mean, not the nodes, I'm sorry. the A little bit, I guess, about the nodes. But this eclipse and a solar lunar eclipse from a book. Because sometimes they can, like, really, when I read it out of the book, describe the sort of... Um, by the book definition of an eclipse. You know, sometimes I like to give that, and I'm so all over the place that I'm not really by the book definition. But hi, by Dimitri George, I highly recommend Astrology and the Authentic Self. Such a good book, especially if you want to learn how to read charts, interpret charts. But anyways, so this is what they wrote about. The eclipses can occur only at a new moon and full moon when the moon is also conjoined to one of the lunar nodes. When the moon in its monthly path reaches the nodes... The plane of the moon's orbit is aligned to that of the sun and earth. Solar eclipses occur at a new moon when the moon phases between the sun and earth, blocking out the solar rays from the perspective of an observer on earth. When this event occurs at a full moon, the earth passes between the sun and the moon, blocking the lunar rays and causing the lunar eclipse. These two alignments occur approximately every six months when the moon and the nodes are at the same celestial latitude and longitude at the time of the new and full moon. In the ancient world, eclipses were looked upon with terror and awe as the sun or moon suddenly and unexpectedly disappears from the heavens. They were often viewed as portents of nature, disasters, welfare, and danger to leaders. They were carefully observed and much effort was devoted to predicting their currents. Um... Today, the interpretation of eclipses still carries traces of the negative connotation, but reframed as an influence that um, intensifies and stimulates for good and bad the points in the chart that are affected. Since the sun and the moon are two places of Earth, when the light from one of these luminaries is temporarily obscured, it is the natural to infer a cessation cessation of the life force... um, from the celestial body. Sorry. I'm like, hello, maybe I need to learn to read again. So you get what I'm saying? So these eclipses, and then we have the um, the lunar eclipse in Taurus on the 8th of November. So that's next week. We'll be talking more about that next week. They they give, they're like, like I say on steroids, it's really intense moon energy. So there is always something that is taken away and then something that is given. And with each one taken away and given, such is life, right? If we follow these planets, such is life. All right. Well, I hope everyone has a good Mars retrograde, a start to Mars retrograde. I'm sure each week I'll have a story in my own life. But if you have something you want to share, I can talk about on my podcast about how this maybe showed up in your life or how it's showing up. Please feel free to read a message, send me a message, let me know. I love hearing about it, even if you don't want me to share it. But if you do want me to share it, I would love that too. Just let me know. Thank you, everyone. Make sure you share this with a friend um, and don't feel too defeated. Because that energy always shifts and so much creation happens from the dark. So much is reborn from feeling defeated. Remember that if you do. I love you all and have a fabulous week. 